You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, February the 15th, 2019. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us with Eric Sprott. Eric, will you be my valentine? Uh, I think I'm taken. Ah, oh, darn it. It's a day late for that anyway, isn't it? And my wife's in earshot, too. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so much for that idea. Hey, uh, Eric, it has been an interesting week. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting caught up with you. Before we start, though, I mean, now that Valentine's Day behind us, that means we're in the second half of February. And our RSP deadline is coming up on March the 1st. Holy cow. I mean, that's only two weeks away. And, of course, people need to understand you can add precious metals to your registered investments. That deadline, two weeks from now, so make sure you diversify your RRSP portfolio with gold and silver from Sprott Money. Of course, you can go to SprottMoney.com to check that out. You Just call us, 888-861-0775. Eric, you and I and everybody funding their RRSP aren't the only people that are adding physical metal at this point. Interesting news, again this week, China reporting Physical holdings, physical additions of gold, they, they, they hadn't done anything like that or at least hadn't reported anything like that for about a year and a half. Then all of a sudden they added 10 metric tons in December, 12 metric tons now in January. What the heck is going on there, my friend? Well, that's a great question, and I really do think it's the highlight of the week for us um, because they've been absent for so long on a reporting basis. And maybe you and I could get it. well, why would they be reporting all of a sudden? Maybe it's just a bit of a shot to the, to the bow, you know, of, if we end up with tough trade negotiations, maybe we'll just divert our uh, surpluses into gold. And but the thing I found interesting is that the first month was 10 tons, now it's 12 tons. And they're just testing to see how much they can buy without affecting the market. Uh, but but notwithstanding, you know, them concern, concerning themselves with that, the fact that they might come in and buy, you know, 120 to 150 tons in a 3,000-ton mining market, or probably 2,200 tons if you exclude Russia and China, that's a very significant development at the same time that other central banks are buying, at the same time that ETFs are buying, at the same time it looks like uh, uh, coin sales are picking up a little here. Uh, we also saw a, an item on India whose uh, imports in the month of January were up uh, 64% which is no small amount here. So I, I think I mentioned a couple of times recently, you know, gold used to kind of get hammered big time and then uh, sort of to stay down there. And it's interesting now when we see these, these declines that happen quickly, one, they're not major, like they may be five or $7. And then, and then it seems to, to rebound quickly. And it just, I get the sense that they meet up with a physical buyer. You know, there's actually a physical buyer there, and the game might very well be ending, which would be, you know, the best news that could ever happen for our side. Uh, we, you and I already talked about the palladium shortage. I wouldn't be surprised something could go on in silver at the rate that India's been buying silver lately. And then maybe it could morph into gold here. So I think, you know, we should all be watching very carefully what's happening on the physical side. It's certainly going to be an interesting year, my friend, as we've been discussing as the year has kicked off. Uh, we've got another FOMC meeting coming up next month, and there's really no indication that the Fed's going to be hiking rates uh, anytime soon. Even just today, we've got some 
import-export price data, that is deflationary, negative levels. First time we've seen that and the worst numbers we've seen since the end of 2015. And I think you and I recall what happened in early 2016 pretty well. Yeah, that, and there's a couple of other things. I mean, uh, Governor Brainard had suggested that the balance sheet uh, uh, shrinking should stop this year. There's been studies out by some of the, I think, Federal Reserve banks with the new modern monetary theory that, you know, you can just keep printing forever. So there seems to be this uh, buildup of a uh, thought process that maybe we don't, well, for sure don't raise rates, uh, but uh, more importantly, probably uh, cut back on the, the bond program. So that's all good news for the market, but it's great news for gold, okay? Because it's it just here we go again. You know, we, we pulled ourselves out of 2000 by reducing rates, 2007 8 by reducing rates and then printing money, and here we go again. So I think most of the signs would suggest that uh, the smart people are figuring out that, that gold has become a very, very important ingredient in your portfolio these days, and we see it from some of the smartest people around. And it's not just you and I and some of the other smart people out there, Eric. This uh, the uh, coming onslaught or the imposition of the new Basel III rules is coming up at the end of next month. Maybe that's a little bit behind to what's driving all of this central bank demand too. Well, it certainly makes the central banks that have gold uh, have uh, better assets than ones with some paper claim on somebody when it's a tier one asset, no capital. And maybe those central banks kind of know that the commercial banks will get in the game too. And of course, as we all know, there's no room for people in the game. You know, essentially, precious metals are in balance these days, some out of balance like palladium. I mean, how can, how can people get in the game when we're in balance? And it's, there's such small markets, you know, small uh, the silver market is. I mean, the whole inventory we think might be in the world is like $15 billion. I mean, that's just like a nanosecond of buying. Um, so it's going to be very difficult when, when the world decides they want to get in gold, the price is going to go up. And perhaps that's what we've been seeing here this year, that the price just keeps going up as more and more people come out and, uh, credit gold with being a interesting portfolio asset. And you know, Eric, we talk about the miners every week as well, or at least we often do. And they're off to a pretty good start, too. You know, for the week this past week, gold's up a couple of dollars, silver's down a couple cents. The shares are hanging in there. Uh, in the past, it seems like even just going sideways was enough to get the shares to be sold off. So are we beginning to see, do you think, some of this maybe institutional flow, looking at the relative outperformance of the mining sector versus other sectors, and uh, maybe we'll start getting some, some funds into the, into the mining sector, too? Well, you know, it'd be interesting if some of these mining companies could report good earnings. Uh, because generally, I mean, I've sort of looked at the earnings, they, for the most part, seem disappointing. Imagine what would happen if, you know, people want to buy uh, precious metal stock and the earnings are okay. Now, maybe lots of them are cleaning the decks here. I suspect that uh, Gold Corp was cleaning the decks for the uh, Newmont merger. I think Barrick was cleaning the decks for the for their merger. Uh, so that going forward, you, you're you able to report uh, stronger fundamentals. But yeah, the stocks have acted well here. Uh, and those that have that have performed, that have actually put some numbers on the table, have done incredibly well. And, you know, one of the things I should probably, uh, probably the second most important fact this week was the uh, 
the decline in retail sales in the month of December, right. which were reported as down 1.2%. And, and apparently there's a Bank of America index, which, which pointed out that there was likely to be weakness in December, but not that week. But it's already reporting that for January, it was weaker. Bank of America's numbers were weaker than in December. So, you know, we end up with back-to-back negative retail sales. It's hard for companies to have increased earnings when sales are going down. So that's something that I'm sure all the people at the Fed and the portfolio managers and, and others are watching these days. And, of course, some of them have already started to, to cut their GDP estimates for the fourth quarter. And I'm sure that may happen for the rest of the, this year as well. I've seen the, just yesterday, actually, the GDP now figures out of the Atlanta Fed have been cut nearly in half just over the last couple of weeks for the fourth quarter. They're down to just one and a half percent. Again, it just doesn't, it doesn't give anybody any confidence that this rate hike regime is going to continue. And gosh, like you said, if the Fed starts to turn around and start cutting rates here later on this year, wow, that could really pick up some interest in both the metals and the shares, couldn't it? Sure. And you know, there's other signs too. There's some business confidence measures that are weak, uh, the Baltic Dry Index is down about 66%. Uh, as I think I mentioned last week, the Class A trucking orders were down uh, 68%. The deficit, the U.S. government deficit, federal deficit, was up by, uh, I think it was uh, 41% in the first three months of the year. So there's a, a whole bunch of signs that all point to levels of concern that one should have about the forecasted strength of the economy this year. And then as we wrap up, Eric, we usually touch base on a couple of specific shares. Uh, I don't know if maybe you had any updates for us and any, any specific companies you wanted to address this week. Well, I, I guess the only one I'll talk about this week is uh, Kirk Lamekin only because their earnings will be reported uh, I think on Thursday of this coming week. And uh, I'm sort of tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I'm just going to put it this way. I think the three most important things about Kirk Lake are Fosterville, Fosterville, and Fosterville. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as we develop that mine and the grades that we've already announced, and I think uh, Tony McCooch suggested that grade might even go up in the report to be released uh, shortly on the new 43101. And, um, you know, the three most important things about Fosterville are grade, grade, and grade. And uh, if you've got the grade... You can produce a lot of ounces in a hurry. So it'll be interesting to uh, to get the update out uh, and have the conference call uh, late next week and just see how well we're doing, particularly in the face of most of the gold companies. I don't think doing as well as people might have hoped. So we'll all stand by on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Make, it'll make for a very interesting conversation next Friday, I'm sure. And I think as we go through this year, Eric, the demand for gold institutionally, retail, uh, central bank level, it's only going to increase. Although, you know, at, at our level, the retail demand, boy, you just can't go to a better place than Sprott Money if you want to buy some gold, if you want to add some gold to your existing stack. It's never a bad time to do that. And just a reminder for everybody, Sprott Money always has some of the best prices you're going to find on one-ounce gold bars, other gold bullion products. So just when you go to Sprott Money, check out the deals page. Go there. You can find whatever the best offering we currently have. Of course, you can always call us too. Like I said, 888-861-0775. 
Eric, always a pleasure. I hope you have a great weekend, and I certainly look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, great. It's been fun this week, and uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to it. we got a short week next week, but uh, maybe we can accomplish in four days what we would have accomplished in five anyway, so fingers crossed. Sounds good to me, my friend, and from all of us here at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. 